Or did you want to say ready? I always want to say ready. Ready. Go. Go. I'm ready. I'm really ready. I'm not really ready, mostly because you called an impromptu, it's not really impromptu, uh, recording session, and I didn't have any time to research. You're going to have to tell me what you want to talk about Well, today. I mean, I wanted to have this. this we keep, you just keep saying, I got, we got we to gotta record, we got to record. Well, I, I feel like we need to record before this doesn't isn't topical anymore. That's true. Timeliness is important. So the major thing I needed to talk about was this exploding Exploding kittens. Kapow. So, Kapow's uh, not really a good exploding sound. Yeah. So, I need to, can I just tell you a story? Yeah. So, about a year, year and a bit ago, I was looking for a job. And I have a good buddy whose name is Eli, and he and he got a job down in California. Right, I remember. Remember this job and this job? I met Eli once at a uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, of course. Obviously. <laughs> you, I know, well, you spend a lot of time at Chuck E. Cheese. Right, well, mo- I meet a lot of people at Chuck E. Cheese. Right, it's, it's a good place to meet people. <laughs> right. Um, Peers. And Networking. so he worked. It actually might not be a bad place for grown ups to, to like network? bump into each other. At Chuck E. Cheese? Well, because kids are like, you know, occupied and and uh, there's lots of, if I remember right, there are lots of adults just kind of hanging around. Anyway, Eli, California. Yeah, so, so it was this really cool opportunity because it was on this team at Xbox that was like making TV shows and, mm-hmm. and con- extra content for TV shows. And so I it, love hearing about jobs like that. Yeah, where it's like, like oh, that sounds that's cool. That's co- like his boss's boss was a former like exec at CBS, and, okay. then, and then his his coworkers that were like writers and screenwriters and stuff like that. And so I'm thinking, yeah, that'd be a cool right team, up your team alley. to work on. Like I'd 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 relocate to California for that, right? <laughs> sure. Anyway, so his boss comes up, and we have a little. Interview a non-interview interview. Yeah, and you know he took me out to breakfast. Right. At this fancy schmancy hotel. I think that's in my my favorite kind of interview. I've been doing a lot of interviewing at work lately, interviewing of other people. And do you do breakfast ones? I have not done breakfast yet, but just like coffee interviews, or you know, we like meet up, and you like yeah. maybe have a snack together. I feel like it it takes a lot of the pressure off, and then and then you can decide to bring them in for like the panel interview if you right. get if you get there if they pass the the chit chat interview. Yeah, this guy isn't a weirdo, right? Because usually you can tell if they're semi qualified from a resume of some or a cover letter, and then it ends up being a pre screen. And if it's a personality fit problem, right? Then you can tell that over over some sort of meal or or snack. Sure. And so rather than a so panel. in this little non interview interview, I'm trying to essentially convince this guy that I'm a creative powerhouse, right? Which like, you shouldn't have to. I mean, that's a, right, so, a but, given. But I'm going over. I'm, at this point, I'm telling him about my my, sure, yeah. my novel that I'm writing. I'm telling him about the podcast I'm doing. I'm telling him about the games that I've published. I talk about Kittens in a Blender a little bit, you know, because that's part of my repertoire. Anyway, uh, the interview ends part ways. Um... Don't really the the job doesn't happen because of budget and X Y Z things. I remember you saying that it was one of those things that you think oh, the the downside is that it's it's a questionable setup that like that it's the Xbox could close it down. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, it's a you know rel- relatively unstable. The fact that it's a job that exists at all. Right. So so this summer, this last summer, uh, I. 
Heather's cousin got married down in California, so we decided to go down to California, went to Disneyland. Had a big, long road trip. Road trip, a lot of fun. Drove through the Northern California, the 101. The went, Redwood went, Forest. Went through the uh, drive through tree. I did not go through the drive through tree last time I was in, well, the one time I've been in the Redwood Forest. Hung out at the, the House of Conf- on Confusion Hill. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? I've never even heard of that. It's this place that the, the house is like built on, uh, like so on a, confusing. A, a side of a, of a mountain. So that it, and it's built like on stilts, so that it looks like gravity's going the wrong mm, way. Got it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures. Of so like things like roll uphill. And, got it. And anyway. anyway, so you make it down to California. Make it down to L.A. And you're and like, I'm on a breakfast. I want some breakfast. Well, no, it's more like I call up Eli. Say, hey, Eli, we are going to be in town. Let's let's have di- let's have dinner. Sure. So he says, come on over to my house. We'll we'll make you a delicious dinner. So we go to his house <clears throat> after dinner. He says, hey, by the way. My boss and Breakfast my friend. my my coworker and I, we've been developing this card game, and it's this bomb game, and wonder, wondering if you'd take a look at it and tell me what you think. I say sure. You, you you're 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 a game guy. You know you know this. Get the that. mechanics of sure. So playing. I sit down and we play the game, and at that point they were calling it Bada Boom, and uh. And I thought it was a fun game. I, that, and that's what I essentially told him at the end. I said, yeah, no, it's a solid game. I wouldn't change too much. Really what you need to change is, is the flavor of it, the theme of it. Because right. right now, it's not sexy enough. Bada-boom s- sounds like something a car salesman says. Sure. Or even, even Bomb Squad, right? It's not that. Right. It's not that, it's not that cool. It's not shocking enough or interesting enough to make somebody buy it off To make the you notice. And I tell him the story about... Kittens and Blender and Pooh. And Which how, you should probably recount sure, in, in I mean, brief right now. Yes, yeah, so for those who haven't heard this story, essentially what was the, the way that Kittens and the Blender started was the fact that we were at Gen Con, the, like the biggest U.S. Geek fest in the, uh, in the world. Uh, board game convention. It's in Indianapolis. And we had uh, three other games for sale at the time, Globalization and Balance, no, and the Target and HO. And we were there kind of, you know, Mostly hawking our more wares. strategy games. Yeah. And there was this other company that were kind of our sister company that were also affiliated with Sandstorm, which was our kind of parent company. And we were watching them just sell the crap out of this game called Pooh. And it's this game, this is a silly card game about monkeys throwing poo at each other. Mm-hmm. And we were just watching people just come pick up the game, laugh, and then buy it. And right. Like, Man. Twelve like, bucks or something the, like the, that, and the, and the game's fine. It's 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 a decent. I've, I've played Pooh, but it's not great. It's fine. It's not so amazing that you right. like, feel like you have to play it over and over again. Right. And so Brent and I were like, "Oh, we get him. Come up we, with we, Poo. We what's could, our version of Pooh? Yeah, Poo? we can make a version of that." And Scott was there with us too. I think brothers Knutson. Yeah, and so we went back to our hotel that night, pulled out a couple decks of cards, and we essentially came up with because Brent said, "Yeah, something like." Something like kittens in a blender, and we all laughed because, like, yeah, something so silly like you're that. You're all morbid and awful. Yeah. And so is there. Spoiler alert. So is the rest of everybody. Yeah. So, um, and so that's what I tell Eli. And uh, I go, you know, I leave. We. I didn't not realize. I'm connecting the dots here. I'm wa- I'm waiting for this to all come together, and I had no idea that this was how the story was going to end. Right. So so two weeks ago. I happen to be the uh, the 
administrator for the Kittens on a Blender Facebook page. Right. And all of a sudden, I'm getting this flurry of new likes and new mentions. And like, what is going on? Like, wh- <laughs> like I haven't had this many <laughs> you likes. You guys haven't been actively Right. I haven't been doing anything. It yeah. Anything. It's like, what's going on? And so I follow one of these links somebody had connected to this Kickstarter page of this other. Exploding Kittens. Exploding Kittens, which is made by Eli's boss. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. It's this. So Elon is the guy who. This is an Elon Musk. Not Elon Musk. No, Elon Lee is his name. There's another person on the planet named Elon. Let's. I know another guy too. What three Elons? Three Elons, but that's it. There's no more than that. There's only three. Wow. No, there's probably more than three. There's seven thousand twenty-five camis. I just found out yesterday. Seven thousand twenty-five camis. Who spell their name the same way that I do? In the United States or? In the United States. 7,025? Yeah, this is a whole separate story. I went to the Discovery Center, which is the church in Bellevue, is um, building this interactive Explore Your History and Ancestry. Uh-huh. And then in my role is do, doing public affairs, <clears throat> got the preview, and it's super cool. And they tell you all the stuff, and one of the things, there's 7,025 camis. I got a feeling there's a lot more Brian's out uh, there. Yeah. And they're probably all around my age. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. I'm I'd say. I'll walk, I'll go with you someday once it's, okay, a, once it's officially I'll, I'll open. Excited. Anyway. Anyway, so for those of you who are not aware about Exploding this kids. Kit's Kickstarter, um, at that point when I logged on to it, it was up to, I think, $300,000. Which is pretty, Which is great. Pretty well, I good mean, that's, for a Kickstarter. Especially, anyway. yeah, a, ki- yeah. a Kickstarter. I mean, the goal was $10,000. Right. Uh and by that point, it was it was three hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, "Whoa, my goodness, that right. is that is that's incredible. already it already reaches the uh, Kickstarter success story level, triple what we asked for, yeah. all with a clever theme like exploding kittens." Right. And you see, but what it, what Elon was clever enough to do is to partner with Mr. Matt Inman Einman Inman, who is the who in an odd turn of events I know, right? Not personally, but Porter works with closely with his other right cult hit. The, the oatmeal, blurge. right? So he he's the author of the oatmeal comic strip, and um, has he, a pretty uh, unique comics yeah style. Well, and he has he has like three million Facebook followers, and he's funny. And so when you have that kind of reach, you can get th- you can get a lot of people. And right. so as as the week goes on, this Kickstarter gets more and more. And I don't know, the last time I checked, it was over $5 million. Right. Well, uh, what I the, heard... It's the most right. backed Kickstarter ever. ever. Not the most money ever, but the most people backing it. Right. And so... Wow. Yeah. I mean, there. <laughs> I'm not saying that you need to sue anybody right now, but there's like a... <laughs> so, so as you can imagine... Those next few days. Well, I saw like four people right on your Facebook wall alone who were like, "Hey, did you see about you see school? this?" Who all shared like almost you know all different right. links about the same story. Right. And hey, it's at a million bucks. Hey, two million bucks. Other people, other kittens. people, just a face. Like I don't even know what the face, what that emotion that they're saying looks like. <laughs> they shared that with just like a emoji or whatever. Right. And I don't even know what that means. Um. But yeah, it's you, you, emoji. You, you could imagine that the next few days. I felt very strange. Sure, yeah. Um, there was a lot of uh, just emotions that I had to sort out. Like, I wasn't sure what it is I was feeling. Because here's the thing. The game is nothing like Kittens in a Blender. Sure. Right? It's a totally different game. 
And so, and you, as you said, it's a good game. Yeah, it's a solid game. I backed it because it's like, yeah, I'd love to I'd have. Play that. I'd play that game if it. And that's what I said. I'd play that game. I'd buy that game if it had a good theme right. to it. And and you know, and to their credit, Exploding Kittens is a good theme for it. That right, is and good. it was draw. I mean, I've just seen a few of the drawings, but they. I mean, they're. I mean, if you like oatmeal drawings, right. like I, I kind of find his drawing style disgusting, personally. But there's like it's like a it's a style. It's a style for, for sure. sure. It's not just like a generic, like, clip art. Right. With a good name. Right, and so, and I am by no stretch saying that I anything was stolen from sure. me. Sure. I don't think that I am deserve. I don't think I deserve any sort of, uh, you know co-creation credit accolades like the other day you hear this whole sam smith stay with me and tom petty thing oh yeah i mean it seems like there's every few years there's some song that's like this is the same song well i mean i heard it it's like oh yeah it is similar and then i heard saw some video some youtube video where they took the two and, and slowed the one down and brought it down to the same key uh-huh. and they played at the same they played them together oh. and like they work out like exactly the same and it's like oh that's Actually, is maybe a little bit sketchy. Wait, well, I, but I don't think I don't think that was intentional either, right? right. I think well, it's just in his psyche. And if it were intentional, here's one of the things that we've talked about in past podcasts: is this concept of everything is a remix. Sure, you know that part of part of the challenge of being a creator is being inspired and taking elements. And if an element that you have been inspired by is Tom Petty's, what I can't remember what the song is called. Won't back down. Won't back down. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you know what? That would sound really good. Slow down and a a few keys lower. Yeah. You know, maybe it was intentional. uh, But I doubt it. But probably not. Yeah. And, but they did end up giving Tom credit, Tom Petty. Just because he's he's Tom Petty though. I mean, if it were some random schmo who, like, one of Sam Smith's buddies who he like went to school with, who wrote a song, and Sam Smith were like, "Oh, that's an okay song, but it'd be better this way," and then he hit it big. Right. That guy probably wouldn't be getting high fives. Yeah, but that's even shadier, though. <laughs> right. Right. Like the Tom Petty thing is is more like uh, I, I like I could see myself accidentally ri- writing a Tom Petty song <laughs> sure. because Tom Petty songs are very simple right, and, and use, catchy and catchy and like they use standard chords and like and there's probably something to be said about it boosting Sam Smith's career uh, to be associated sure, with sure anyway coming anyway, back to you you don't think you're you don't I don't think that I was I don't anything. think I was ripped off I don't think that sure. I'm owed anything it's just a little surreal right and you know, a, a coworker of mine, as we were talking about it the first couple of days, she says, "You know what it's like? It's kind of like when an, a younger sibling gets married before an older sibling, <laughs> and the older sibling kind of, you know, has that feeling of, Wait, yeah, I- I'm I'm happy for you. That that's really good that you were successful and good." But what, but what about but what about me? Isn't right. it supposed to be Wait, my turn on I this? I had always expected that I would go first. Right, right. Which is funny because you did get married before your older brother. Oh, sure. And so he must have been Maybe. really depressed about it. Which is really, I bet Brent was just no. yeah. eating lots of ice cream. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Well, that brings up a really interesting concept of um, deserving, like this idea of, 
expectation and deser- deserving earning something. Yeah. Not even just earning something, but... Entitlements. Entitlement, that's the word, exactly. You know, you hear about people who um, are very protective of their work uh-huh. because they don't want to get it stolen. And part of that is, I'm sure, because we are um, in a litigious society where people sue for all sorts of bizarro mm-hmm. things. Um, but like, at what point is it something like when, when do you cross the line of, of, wow, I should, they at least should have said, Hey, thanks Brian for inspiring us about sure. murdering kittens. It would have been nice to get, get a <laughs> right. shout out somewhere. <laughs> right. But even that, for you, the killing kittens idea, even if they had, you feel format. probably a little bit silly if Elon yeah. calls you up and is like, hey, Brian, remember we played this game? I want to I want to give you the you credit. Said you said you, you had a game called Kittens in a Blender, yep. and we thought destroying kittens, that's our hook. That's the hook. That's the one. And we did it a different way, and we won. Yeah. We, yeah. So, I, you know, I had another buddy. I was telling this story last, last week or so, and he's a lawyer, and he was saying you ought to just write him a letter saying, demanding demanding some sort of thing or else you'll sue and i was just, and i just remember thinking and he says what's the worst that could happen sure, that they, they just could, not ignore it but best could happen they could pay you 10,000 bucks they pay a bunch of money and you know but th- at the end of the day i was like you know i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be that guy right. i don't i don't want to be the guy who because because i can't really take any credit for the game sure. the game is like i had no influence on it and i and and i think if you talk to them they probably, like Elon, probably doesn't even. It probably doesn't even occur sure. to him that I dropped this little seed in the back of his brain. Like, oh, that was a good idea, you know. Well, I wonder if it's something that like. And I don't know if 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 my what I my review to to Eli then went on to Elon. Sure. I don't, I don't know to what extent right. it happened. It's it's How still it's just weird. That? The whole thing is just weird and surreal. Right. Uh, what you should do is just send him a send him a copy of Kittens in a Blunder. I should. Well, I should I should give one to to uh, Matt Inman. Yeah, I should yeah. give one to Matt. Um, that could probably be arranged. Um, that makes me think about you know uh, uh, not so much lately, but in the past <clears throat> I've done a fair number of uh, market research. Mm-hmm. You know, they like pay for your opinions, and I got mm-hmm. lots of opinions about sure. lots of things. So I've done ones about like wedding rings. I've done ones about most of the one, uh, the mailing list I'm on is for a company that works with Microsoft products. And so I've like, Lots you know, of Microsoft usability studies. Use, yeah, exactly. I've done, pro- I probably have made of over a thousand dollars on Microsoft usability nice. studies. Um, and in fact, they emailed just you a couple t- weeks T-Mobile ago. pays pretty well for oh, usability yeah. studies. You should, uh, I'll, I'll find the, Yeah, I'll find, find whoever the, does that. Get, um, get on but the, the people who do the uh, Microsoft ones emailed both Porter and I and said, hey, you guys are some of our favorite uh, favorite uh, participants. Can you write a testimonial for us? Which maybe they sent to everybody. But I felt a certain sense of pride <laughs> at the value of my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that I give really good feedback. But it makes you think, I wonder if there's some signature or some waiver that you sign, especially when it's a product-based uh, item that if if there's some idea that you give of like you know this would be better because a lot of times um, the feedback you're giving is you're talking with somebody giving feedback kind of right. like that like you know this is good it would be better if you did something I don't know kind of like this or something if you twisted it this way and I've thought before oh it'll be great whenever this new product comes out and I see that they've yeah. taken my idea which I don't follow any 
in Microsoft products closely enough, or nor do I remember my feedback right. closely enough to to remember. But I would bet that they probably have some sort of. I'm like, sure you, you have to sign. Like you can't take credit for anything, right? Because uh, that's essentially what Eli was doing is market research. Yeah. Hey, how do you like absolutely. this? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I actually I can't. Do usability studies anymore? Because you're like a UX I, guy. Yeah, like I, I get, right. like I mean, I'm on all sorts of lists, but every time, right. every time they call me, hey, we thought you do the study, and then it, they go through the questionnaire and they say, right. have you ever, t- have you, have you ever, have you ever been employed by these like, companies? Have yes, you ever? and they're like, oh, well. Uh, maybe next time. It's like, all right, thanks, guys. Right. Well, you should send them all to me because I will have some time all right. coming all right, I'll up. I'll do that. I, I, I know of two that I can send you to. Let, let's take a quick break, um, and then I'll tell you some. There's a little bit more to the story. Okay. And, uh, and then. Yeah. Break. Slow down. We've got time left to be lazy. All the kids have bloomed from babies into flowers in our eyes. We've got 50 good years left to spend out in the garden I don't care to beg your pardon We should live Until we die We were barely 18 When we crossed collective hearts It was cold but it got warm When you barely crossed my eye Men you turned, put out your hand And you asked me to dance I knew nothing of romance But it was love at second sight I swear when I grow up Just buy your rose I'll buy the flower shop And you will never be lonely Or even if the sun stopped waking up over the fields I will not leave, I will not leave till it's all yeah, we're back. Man, we're Welcome back. back. This is Ready Go Podcast, by the way. We normally talk about creative we things. We ramble for a lot more. Uh, normally, a lot normally we have a beginning. we have a clear like this is what we're talking about today, and this is how you can be better at it. But uh, this this story happened to me this like real time real time story, and I felt like it needed to get out. Right. I needed to vent a little bit. And uh, this is an appropriate forum to talk about exactly it. because I think there are lessons to be learned. Sure, absolutely. There are emotions to process that aren't. You're not unique. Here's the other. Here's the other thing. You are not unique. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, here's the other. Thing. The other thing about kittens is that I don't own the rights to kittens. Anyway, oh, bonus! Right? And so it's like it's another added thing. Where it's like, well, I could try to fight it, but like I don't. For really, what reason? For what reason? I'm not yeah. going to see any extra money. It's like sure. it's other guys who own kittens. I just my name's on it because I, you know, because you I didn't make it, it but whatever, you right. so, you sold it. Right. Because well, I didn't sell it. I wouldn't have sold it. I it was. Sold because I produ- I I designed it while employed by Sandstorm, and then Sandstorm right. was sold, and they sold those assets. And anyway, right, I was only able One to one of those acqu- contract things. I was only to acquire, able to acquire the uh, the assets that nobody else wanted. <laughs> Zufu. Uh, uh, well, Zufu wasn't made there, but oh. globalization and the target HR right. those games and stuff. Anyway. So as a result, which we will put links on so everybody can buy. Yeah, they're really fun board games. Yeah, well, but see, the thing is, I own the rights to them. But I don't own any of the inventory. Inventory is already you been, really been sold and resold. This makes you sound like a poor businessman. I'm a terrible businessman. <laughs> I, 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 there's no, there's no doubt about it. Which beautiful segue. This is why last week I posted on Facebook. I need a business partner. Ah, did you see that post? I did see that post. 
And so I had lots of people respond to we're that. Like, I could be a business I'll partner. I'll be a business partner. Or did you get people who were like, "You should call John Smith," or "You should like you talk to to Carrie Davis"? I feel like anytime I mention anything sort of vague, uh-huh. the only time it's actually happened is, "Oh, I'm looking for," or I have a question about how do you find a mortgage lender or uh-huh. something. You know, how do you how do you really tell between good ones? Because let's be honest, they all seem about the same to me. Right. Uh, and ended up with like 30 people private messaging me like, hey, I work with this guy. He's pretty great. He's pretty great. My cousin does this. <laughs> well, see, my problem in the past. Business partner's a little bit more specialized. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, so I feel like I've often looked for business partners and there's been lots of potential suitors out there for business partners. Sure, but yeah. the problem, my particular problem is that when when dealing with board games, it's kind of small potatoes, okay, right? And so, like when I go to when I go to somebody like Alex Bean, or when I go to somebody and say, "Hey, I kind of want to do this business," in, inevitably it's that like I'm working on razor scooters. Sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, inevitably that conversation turns into that. well, let's let's make it a service and let's make yeah. it this digital thing and let's make it this other thing and let's do this other like, thing. No, I kind of just want to dabble and, in and this. And I think and I and and I'm always just like slapping my face saying, "Yeah, but." That is a good idea, and that is a good business, but that's not the business that, like, I I, I have this momentum in this other thing. Right. I just want to do this, this other thing. This is not what I want to make my life of. Right. This is I something just, I, I just, could very easily do on the side. I just need to I just need somebody else to be up. accountable to and somebody else who's interest, who's vested in it, right? And so, like, right. most of the people that responded to that that little query were all people that in my mind I'm thinking no you don't know what I'm really after like right. you think that what I'm saying is let's make a million dollars and sell it to right. Google right that's that's not what I, for this particular venture right anyway there was one guy who I had met before a couple times who is a board game aficionado guy guy um and he lives near me and um and I thought, hey, actually, he'd be a, he'd be a good per- he'd be a good person to work with. One, because I don't know him that well, but I know him well enough uh-huh. to like, yeah, no, he's well, he's a you don't know him enough that you could, you could still draw boundaries about how right. good friends are going to be, right? And uh, yeah, there's no there's no chance of our friendship being ruined because we're not really friends. Right. But like, he's amiable enough that like, yeah, he's yeah, I'd work with him. Yeah, I'd work with him. He seems if seems he's, fine. Maybe he's not crazy. And like, he's like, I went to his house the other day. And I went into, he has like a board game room, like mm-hmm. this room where he keeps all his board games. He had like three full walls covered <laughs> oh, man. in board. Like he's like, he's played way more board games. So like there's that knowledge sure. too, that like there's value well, in that. Well, because that's the, the, sec- the big part of finding business partners. You need to find somebody who isn't, doesn't have the same skills as right. you. Right, right. Anyway, so... so that's happening is the point that I'm oh, making. Great. And I'm, f- I'm feeling pretty good about it. We've met twice. And I, yeah. The courtship is, the business courtship is going is, well. Is moving along. And I think so. You should expect to see, uh, you know, a Kickstarter for NIMS or something pretty soon. Cool. I like NIMS. I know. NIMS is, I think, my favorite of your games. It's one that I bring to, to like, game parties. <laughs> I want to come back to this idea of somebody else getting their win before sure. you well you know it, i couldn't help it kept i kept thinking about that movie it's not even that great of a movie but there's a movie that came out in the 90s with ben stiller and jack black called envy okay where uh-huh. jack black like invents this like spray that makes dog poop disappear okay and and uh ben stiller and he and uh jack black are like you know they're the underlings ne- and nemeses something. well it's not their nemeses it's more that 
they are best friends. Oh, and even, Jack Black said, worse. Jack Black says, "Hey, you want to go in this business with me? It's this, this spray that makes poop disappear." And Ben Affleck's or Ben Stiller's like, "That's that's ridiculous. I'm, no, I'm not gonna." And then, but it takes off, and he becomes a millionaire. And then, uh, and then he, and then so the movie I can is, picture, is him kind I think of brooding on exactly on, that. What that movie is all about. Well, but there's there's some unexpectedly funny parts with like Christopher Walken shows up, and there's like a dead horse, and <laughs> so overall, it's not that great of a movie. But there are some shi- shining yeah. moments. Is there are in many Ben Stiller and Jack Black? Movies. Sure, sure. Um, so how do you think you go about? I mean, in your case. In your case, this is something where you can feel ultimately pretty confident that, like, this was not my idea. Uh-huh. Even if I planted a seed, it's like loose enough, and you feel happy enough for somebody else to be like, "Oh man, I'm glad your I'm glad your game paid off." And sure. there's a lesson that you can learn to say, like, "Oh yeah, that's a good reminder." Partner with some internet niche, you know, somebody yeah. who's got this audience, and it makes it a whole lot easier to get the word out. Absolutely. So there's some lessons learned there. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you? how do you go about like processing that, you know, cause it's not something that a lot of people can ex- experience, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, you know, you kind of go through a little bit of the stages of grief. Yeah. You know, could have been me. Yeah. And where you're like, this it is was me. Yeah. Like you get mad and you get, you get kind of in denial a little bit and you, and you, and you kind of, and you, and you think of, you know, bargaining sort of like what uh, I'm gonna do this. I'll I'm just write this letter. Yeah, and 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 then at some point you reach the acceptance of like, oh, you know, like this is just another thing that has happened. Right. And it doesn't. If it doesn't affect me, it's not like he's. It's not like he's taken money from me. Right. You know, it's not. A, and at all. kittens in a blender has gotten. Abs- ha- you know. Absolutely. A it, whole bunch of it, new it, likes. Yeah. And- well, the annoying thing is that right now it's out of print again, <laughs> and so it's like, Poor timing. yeah, it's terrible timing. Like if 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 the guys over Redshift would be in the ball, it would be they would be able to capitalize on right. this new, uh, you know, exposure. But right. we were blending kittens before they were exploding. Them. Right. There's a good commercial right sure. there. Sure. Really, what you need to make is some sort of like combo pack that combines the two. Sure. Like some sort of way of. And then you just go like leave it on like a humane society's doorstep, yeah. make news, and then all the the weirdos in the world want them both. Want them both. There you go. Yeah. And then I can get money for the com- the connector pack. Right. Because I'm not go. getting money for the other, either two. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that recognizing. I I mean I just keep coming back to this idea that of, of everything is a remix that like. Uh-huh. There's no reason to live in fear that you're creative. I'm going for like real application here uh-huh. from your experience that I, I know people who are very private about any of their projects that they're working on, not because they are uh, like afraid of them or self-conscious about them, which is a common reason to keep projects private, uh-huh. but because they like don't want their ideas stolen. You right. know? And I think that there's a certain point like you need to let go of that. Yeah, well, I think one of the reasons is because it, as good of an idea it is, you are not that clever. Right. Right. I'm not that clever, and it's not so unique that somebody else couldn't come up with somebody right. on the other side of the, uh, of the country or the other side of the world didn't have the same idea. Right, and, and there know, may be three other guys out yeah. there who were, have some other card game about maiming kittens. Right. Who are like, oh, what? Maybe not quite as closely connected as you, but 
still. Yeah. Well, but it, not just that, right? With any with any idea. Right. With any idea, there is bound to be somebody else who has had, right. if not that same idea, something very similar. And so you can't you can't get caught up in it. Right. So I think that the the what's our call to action here? The moral of this story is I think share your share your ideas. Don't be don't be afraid of somebody else somebody else's success. Right. And the good ideas are uh beget other good ideas. Right. Yeah, the right the whole rising tide lifts all boats idea. Yeah. I remember uh, my boyfriend in high school <laughs> one time uh said, you know, here's my here's gonna, here's my invention. I'm going to tell you this. I've been thinking about this for years. Here's my invention. Don't tell anyone. And I and I for years and still to this day I feel guilty. I'm, I'm even going to tell everybody what it is. And it's a uh three sound horn for your car so there's like one that's a friendly one and one that's a danger one and one that's just like the general sure. car horn um and i think it's a great idea sure i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if someone in <laughs> asia <laughs> is making it i i have myself wished that i could honk at somebody and not be mad and not like sound i don't want them to think i'm ge- i'm mad i'm just saying the, hello the quick double tap is the right but sometimes it just you know i don't happen. honk my horn that often yeah. anyway Point being, I remember he made such a production about like, don't tell anyone. That's still, mine. I mean, it's like, it's like 13, 14 years later. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't tell anybody about this idea. Not what something if somebody steals it? Pursuing at all, yeah. you know, but I think that, I think that call to action ends up being like, it's all execution. Like there's a, you know, your idea is not that unique. The difference is going to be the execution. Sure. And that's something nobody can replicate. Sure. Nobody. Nobody. All right. I think we have gone over time. Uh, hope you've enjoyed my story. It's a great story. And uh, can't even believe it. Yeah. Um, so next next week we will talk about. What did you want to talk about? Business partners. Business partners, which is similar to collaboration. And yeah, but I think we've had similar con- to- topics, but we'll. It's a constant problem. Yeah. So. Okay. So until next time. Over and out.